Hello, I'm Tiffany Parks, and this is A Bittersweet Moment with Katie Sewell. Hello, this is The Bittersweet Life. I'm Katie Sewell. On Monday's show, we talked about creativity, and so I thought we'd look at creativity a little bit more for this mini-episode. If you haven't heard Monday yet, you might want to go back and listen to that episode, Creativity. Now, we often think about creativity as being writing or drawing or singing, but it's also dancing, even dancing really, really badly. Matt Harding has spent much of his traveling life dancing badly around the world, and the videos he made from Dancing Badly in Seven Continents have been immensely popular. His videos have been viewed over 42 million times. And over the years, he went from dancing alone to dancing with locals. The whole experiment culminating in 2012 with a video I can't get through without crying. It's so beautiful. Now, Matt is a friend of mine, and I interviewed him in 2012 when that video, that video I can't get through without crying, came out. So I made a big focus of this video going to places that a lot of us just kind of think of as unfriendly or threatening. Places that you don't think you can go to and just find a bunch of people and dance. And I wanted to do that because because what I found in traveling is that my perceptions of safety and hospitality were way off. I'll step off the plane and I'm really nervous. What's it going to be like? It's going to be scary. People are going to be really mean. Never. Every time I'm always blown away by how different it is than from how I expected to be. You'd think I would have learned by now. I went to Kabul, Afghanistan. Truly, sincerely had a great time and met all sorts of great people. Walked down the street in the market. People saw me. They knew I was American. And they'd come right up and say, how are you doing? Where are you from? I really wanted to find a way to show that. And and the other thing is a lot of us, most of us are at a point now where intellectually we get that we're all pretty much the same, that everybody has tremendous capacity. And and some people are fortunate enough to be able to tap into that capacity. And a lot of people aren't given that opportunity. But we're all pretty much the same. Emotionally, we forget that. When we see things going on in the world, uh, when we see disasters, when we see wars and revolutions going on, I know that as a coping mechanism for myself, there's a little thing in my brain that goes, they're different from me, so that's okay. It's okay that this stuff is happening because they're not like me and their suffering isn't the same as my suffering. Intellectually, I know that's wrong, but emotionally, my brain makes that true so that I can move on. And when I watch the video and when I see people laughing and goofing around and just being silly in all these places, it makes it not okay. I emotionally understand what I already get intellectually. But when it comes to North Korea, that's a more than almost anywhere else, that's a place where Americans just assume they cannot go. Yeah, I'm finding that now as I'm finishing this video. and putting, I went to North Korea a year and a half ago. It was not very difficult at all. And, and you can't go. You, Katie, cannot go because you're a journalist. But pretty much anybody listening can go. I'm finding out now as I'm putting this video out that most people are shocked. They think that North Korea is got a big concrete wall around it and they don't let people in, but they do. There's a tour company, Koryo Tours, out of Beijing. Uh, they fly you right in. Uh, you go to the hotel in North Korea. As far as I know, there is only one, and it's on an island, and you're not allowed to leave it. Um, we saw what they were willing to let us see. It was certainly a very controlled tour, but uh, a lot more uh, open and accessible than 
than I expected and than a lot of people expect. Well, let's talk about how you end up getting video footage of people dancing with you there. Because yeah. Or whipping out a video camera makes you seem a little bit more like you're documenting or you're a journalist of some kind. Well, fortunately, it's 2012. So everybody on the tour has got a camera. And we're taking pictures. You're in North Korea. you got a camera. Everybody's taking pictures. And they know that. And they expect that. The way I got a lot of people to dance with me in North Korea, because that was a trick. That's that's not something that that happened on its own. I went on my tour for uh, what turned out to be Kim Jong-il's last birthday celebration back in February of 2011. Uh, and on Dear Leader's birthday, they always have a mass dance where everybody pours out onto the street and by the thousands and they do these kind of very simple, kind of adorable dances. And so I knew that there were, I was going to get to see this mass dance, and I tried to arrange it beforehand that I would be able to dance with them while they were doing the dance. When it came time, me getting a shot that I was going to be able to use wasn't looking like it was going to happen. So the dancing finally ended, and, and I looked at the guys. I said, can I go in now to dance with everybody? And they kind of said, get on the bus. Uh, <laughs> it's over now. Everybody's leaving. Just get on the bus. And I panicked because I'd come to North Korea for this moment to get this shot, and it was so important to me. And there was so there are the, the North Korean guides, and then there are some uh, non-North Korean guides uh, who, who are there with you as well. And I looked at I looked at the guy and he looked at me and he knew what I wanted to do. And he just kind of mouthed the words, go. And so I grabbed the camera and, and I ran out from the group and over to the mass dance cluster of about 400 North Koreans um, dressed in these elaborate gowns and suits. Put my camera down, opened the tripod, and I just started dancing. I just did their dance uh, that, that they had just been doing. I didn't know what else to do. I couldn't talk to them. I couldn't explain what I wanted to do. So I just started dancing. And immediately, all of them busted out in hysterics. They were in stitches. It was the funniest thing they'd seen, uh, this gigantic American guy doing their dance. And there were security guards all around who would very much, I'm sure, have liked for me to go away. But the laughter of this crowd short-circuited the whole security apparatus. They just kind of stood there not knowing what to do. And I didn't know what to do, but I knew that as long as I kept on dancing and they kept on laughing, we were at a stalemate. And it, and it's it's funny how that's sort of like a sort of a metaphor for the whole thing right there. Just just keep on dancing and we'll figure it out. <laughs> um, finally, this one woman in the crowd, one person out of all of them, stepped out from the group, stood in front of me. She bowed down. I bowed down, and we started doing the dance together. Um, and that's what's in the video. Uh, and that is certainly one of my favorite shots, one of my favorite experiences I've had traveling. And I often think about the courage of that one woman who I, of course, couldn't speak to. I don't know her name, but the courage that it must have taken to step out from the group in North Korea and join an American for a quick moment of dance that was very soon interrupted. I got about 10 seconds of footage and that's what's in the video. And then it was over and I was out of there. How important is it that you're dancing? in these videos rather than something else, if you're trying to show the commonality and the joy that runs through us all in all of these different countries? The dancing is hugely important. Um, dance is just one of those things. It's, it's sort of like the non-essential things that every human does everywhere. And we don't need to do it to survive. We just do it. It speaks to something very profound about what it is to be human. It transcends words transcends verbal communication when i watch the video i always feel reminded of something very essential that i feel like i used to know and i forgot 
I can't put into words what that is that you remember, but it, it's just that feeling of remembering something really, really important. That's Matt Harding. You can find him at wherettheheckismatt.com. You definitely want to see his videos if you haven't already. You can find a link to them in our show notes, or just visit YouTube and search for Where the Hell is Matt. My personal favorite video, as I mentioned, is the one from 2012, but I would encourage you to watch at least one or two of the earlier ones first so that you build the one in 2012 because it makes it more emotional. At least watch the video from 2008, and I am not above ridiculously dancing myself when it comes to creativity. If you look really, really, really closely in the center of the screen in the 2008 video when they're in Seattle, you might spot me. And until next week, get creative out there. Be creative in the world. Be creative with us on social media. And if you haven't yet, subscribe to this show. And subscribe a friend for good measure. We're now coming at you two times a week. You don't want to miss it. And until next time, this is The Bittersweet Life. I'm Katie Sewell. Thanks for listening. And please become a subscriber to the show. Click that subscribe button on your podcast app. It's that easy. You know what also is easy? Right now, if you have your phone in your hand, pick one friend, just one, maybe two, just one, and send them a message suggesting that they subscribe to The Bittersweet Life too. We need your help to keep our community growing. Find videos and pictures and ongoing discussion questions on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter. Just search for The Bittersweet Life Podcast. And we want to include you in the show. So send your questions and topics and your personal stories to us by email or voice memo at bittersweetlife at mail.com or by clicking contact at thebittersweetlife.net. Talk to you next week. Bye.